You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique say here with another episode of the Saved and Woke podcast. Y'all, it has been a minute. I told y'all I was going to take a break, and then Corona decided that everybody was taking a break. Um, but over this time, of sheltering in place i have been able to one get rested rejuvenated and revitalized and i am back ready to start producing new content and for my first episode i want to i want to start off with something fun which is another saved and woke review instead of a movie this time though my man Shannon and I, we are reviewing the first half of the first season of the new Netflix original series, Black AF. So, like I usually do with these types of episodes when I'm doing a review, I give the saved review by myself in the beginning and then the next part of the discussion with my guest is when we get into all the wokeness and all the pop culture goodness in the case of these reviews so with that said i'm just going to go ahead and get started so black af is a comedy by or written by kenya harris who's also the creator of blackish grownish and mixedish all of which are great shows in their own right. And Black AF is definitely very, very similar to all of those. Um, but I don't want to give anybody the impression that just because I am a Christian and I usually talk about Christianity and its intersection of social justice, that this is a Christian program. It is by no means. Okay. It's definitely a secular program and even more so than um, blackish and grownish there's so much cussing in this show and like big boy and girl cussing like f-bombs and all the other stuff that your mama would show enough slap you if she heard you say um but other than that uh oh i'll also say like the i don't think i would watch this with my kids I don't know how old Eliana would be for me to feel comfortable watching this with her. There's uh, drug use, alcohol use. The kids in the show are really disrespectful to their parents. Um, so if you are sensitive to that type of thing and don't want that in your house, if you know you can't handle that type of stuff, um, if you're a new believer and you just know that, you know, right now you're still trying to uh, purge yourself of your worldliness, you know, this might not be the show for you because you might be able to fall back in that. You know, you got to use wisdom. Um, you know, and yeah, this is not me telling you to watch the show. This is just giving you, this is just me giving you my opinions, just telling you what I've observed 
All right. Um, but that just about covers it. I think me, Shannon and I do a really good job chopping it up about, like I said, just this first half of the season. And yeah, without further ado, please enjoy this Saved and Woke review of Black AF. Yeah, man, let's get into it. So we are here to talk about Black AF. Mm -hmm. The new black people's anthem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Is we yeah. so are we starting starting now? Are we <laughs> Yeah, we're we started. This is it, man. Oh, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we yeah, about to talk about uh light skin AF. That's <laughs> <laughs> And that's how you feel. Well, um, before before we get into our opinions of the show, I wanted to ask you. So, how did you how did you find out about the show? And when you first found out about it, what were your impressions and or hopes? Yeah, and fears if you had any. Yeah. So, so now when I first found, well, you know, I, I guess there were a couple seeds planted or whatever that I like started hearing about because this was like. Was it maybe, it feels like two years ago now, but but it was a while back, like they were saying that Kenya, Kenya Burris was like, he had gotten a Netflix deal to produce like, or create, you know, like three shows or something like that. And I, and I was already like, dag, like a blackish is on ABC, which nothing's wrong with ABC, but it's like, you know, like certain things, you know, you just can't show on like broadcast TV and everything, yeah, you know? Network. So I was like, shoot, if, if he's doing this on ABC and because uh, I mean like blackish, like I enjoy that show. Uh, it's getting, it's changing a little bit for me now, but it's, but at least at that point, I was like, I love Blackish. Uh, and I was like, man, if he's doing this on ABC and he, and he just got a Netflix deal, oh, he about to kill this. So I remember hearing that like a year-ish or so ago. And then when I finally started seeing uh, uh, advertisements and stuff like that about it, it was sort of dubbed as like, sort of like, like Blackish meets The Office or like, you know something like that because because uh, I think the way the way they were saying it was because you know they they do that whole sort of like confessional booth thing or whatever uh, like they did in the office or and it was it was either like blackish yeah, the the mockumentary time. yeah 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 and so it was like it was either it was either like blackish meets the office or just like a version of like an office the office type feel but if it was like a bunch of black people and made by black people or something so. Uh, so I don't know. I was like, all right, this might be good. I was sort of excited to see it. And then before I had even seen like the first episode, I started seeing a bunch of, uh, I tried to intentionally not read any think pieces and all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, breaking it down, but I, but just from headlines, I kept seeing headline after headline, you know, like, like blackish is a, in the papers. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, saying black AF is a, you know, is a miss, and this is what's wrong with it, and this and that. Uh, so I was seeing some of that before I even watched it. Oh, man. Um, so you yeah. were tainted it already. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit tainted already. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how I heard about it. And then, of course, you know, it popped up on Netflix, uh, and I've only watched four episodes so far. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't go there. We won't go there. Yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So that's how I heard about it. I heard about it <laughs> that way. How about you? How did you, yeah, how did you hear about it? So I did not hear about the show until maybe like a couple of weeks before it came out. Or maybe it might've been like the week before it came out. Cause I don't know, like, I guess since when I, when I log on to Netflix, I know the shows that I'm going to see. And so I just go immediately to it. I don't have time to like see the coming soon Mm -hmm. uh trailers that pop up sometimes yeah i was over i was watching netflix with my family and we were scrolling through stuff and then i saw black af come on i was like huh what is this gonna be about and i saw the trailer and the trailer to me looked really really funny um i like um what's it uh, rashida jones Mm -hmm. i like everything she's been in i've liked i've enjoyed it i liked her in the office Liked her in Blackish, uh, and what else? Something else we were in. Yeah. Oh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I said. Yeah. Was she in that too? Yeah. 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 And I liked her in all those things. And her and and what I liked was that her character, the least of what we were shown in the previews, is completely different from anything else. Yeah, I've any other type of character I've seen her play. Cause like in the office, she's like a normal person, and Parks and Rec, she's like a super, super, super nice person, um, really sweet personality. Uh, not so much in Blackish, but she's hardly in Blackish at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh wow, this is like you know me, cause me getting to see another side of a, you know, of, of a black actor that I like. Mm-hmm. So cool, and it just seemed like, and also I also was intrigued by the fact that. You know, while in like the Cosby, Cosby show and Blackish, the family is well off. Mm-hmm. Like in this show, I was like, these dudes are straight up rich. Yeah. Like, they are just, they, they balling. Yeah. Um, even though they kind of make it seem like he's not really balling in the show. Weird. Um, but I was like, okay, this will be, you know, another take on another, another uh, facet of, the black experience. So I was looking forward to it. I remember I, these, these are my exact words when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh snap, this is my new favorite show. <laughs> so I was very excited for, what was it? April 17th? When it yeah, came? that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So I was looking forward to that. And then I watched it. <laughs> and we watched it. Yeah. All of America watched it. Well, all of Black Twitter watched it. Um, and that's when it officially became your favorite show, right? <laughs> officially. So I gotta say, I was, well, I was, I was left pretty wanting from the mm-hmm. first episode. Um, but we could go, let me just keep going back and forth. So you said you were kind of tainted before you even got to it. So, how how did you watch it? Were you alone when you watched it, or were you with somebody? Uh, no, I was I was with my wife. I I was with Julie. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we and and I think we were both like yeah, let's watch this because I mean the like like first of all, let's start off. Let's put some respect on Kenya Barris's name. We're gonna do that first, and then we're gonna like we because we so obviously. You, I, said, I, said, I said we can do that, but first though. So I didn't know anything about Kenya Bears. Yeah. Just now I was like, Kenya Bears. 
because I, I, I was not familiar with him at all. I don't really pay attention to credits or anything like that. And yeah. actually, now that I think of it, every time I saw the name Kenya Barris on Blackish, I was like, oh, wow, a black woman created this show. <laughs> yeah. But now I know that Kenya Barris is a man. He's a brother. Yeah. It, so, yeah, but that, that is, that's just a show. That was not a joke or anything. That was just me showing you, sharing with you how little I knew about about Kenya Barris and about the uh, about Black AF before it came out. Yeah, and and I mean, so I mean, even like like I mean, his track record. Like we'll we'll get a little little deeper in his track record uh, later. Uh, just with, but he's produced like a number of uh, movies and written for a number of like a, a num written a number of movies and uh, shows like Girls Trip and you know all the all the ish shows, Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish. Uh, and you know, so so anyway, so he's got a, a he's got a good track record there. The man's in his back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just pulling just pulling the tricks out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but yeah, so when we watched it, uh, yeah, the feeling was when I was seeing when I was seeing like the headlines about all those reviews, I was like, man, I hate how this does because it, it, yeah, it sort of taints it already. But I'm just like, yo, like stuff he's made, this can't be that bad, like you know. And so I uh, and so I watched it. Because once again, fan of um, a fan of Blackish, big fan of Grownish, um, and then Mixedish, not so much. Like I watched it a couple of times. It's you know it's alright, and but I just sort of stopped. So, but anyway, so you know, watched the first episode, and yeah, it was just like I feel like it, it was like imagine having like a meal that you like like so for me like I love pasta and you know so I'm like so imagine having like I don't know lasagna just some type of pasta that you're like yo this is what's up you see it you smell it it's got all the all the things that hit your senses before taste you're like man it feels good <laughs> it tastes good. I mean it smells good all of that it looks it's good listening and all the rap parts <laughs> exactly exactly and then and then like you taste it and you're like i mean it's good but it's just like there's Bland. some ingredient missing yeah like there's there's something missing that's just like if it had and i don't know what it is but if it had that thing it would taste like i thought it would from when i uh you know from when i smelled it or you know uh but anyway but that's that's yeah. how i feel yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kinda, that, that's, kinda... that's how that's how I felt about looking at like the very first episode. It was like, yeah, it's like it's it's some funny stuff, but it's just like, yo, it's it's something missing, and I just can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. So initially, so I think what we can do is maybe to the best of our ability, because I didn't take notes or anything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just go like, talk about how our how our view or opinion of the show changed or developed as we watch the four episodes because i've only watched one more i've only watched episode five but we'll do a review another review of the last half of the show because there's eight episodes mm. um, once we get through those so my first i agree with you wholeheartedly about your synopsis uh yeah. episode one because it was like it seems like it's got everything there i'm like this guy he knows how to write good shows He's got people in there who connect. He's got Rashida Jones. She ain't no slouch. Mm -hmm. She's been putting in work. Great concept. Um, 
you know, I mean, I don't think black people can get enough content. Like we, there's no, there's not going to be too many black shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really ex- excited for it. And I think what that pasta was missing or what this show is missing is <clears throat> charm. That's still, that's, yeah, that's, that's still kind of an abstract and intangible quality. You can't really put your finger on, but like, my thing is like, it's a comedy. I love comedies. Usually the pretty much the only thing I watch, I just watch comedies. My favorite shows are comedies. Mm-hmm. Even comedies are action stuff. And it wasn't funny. <laughs> it just was not funny. It wasn't, it wasn't relatable. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people were saying it wasn't relatable because they're too rich. But I don't think. <sighs> yeah. Well, unites people isn't. I mean, some like yeah, for a lot of white people struggle. A lot of black people struggle struggle financially, but like you know, there's there a, there's a uniquely black experience that we all, in some form or fashion, experience due to the color of our skin. Like we can change everything about us, but we can't change this here. We can't change it. Change this melanin. Um, well, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, too true. Too true. <laughs> we know who you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah, two people in particular. Um, and so I was. That's why I was down with that. I was like, "Yo, Black AF, they balling out of control. Let's see how we can shed more light in a humorous and smart way." Mm. And yeah, it was not funny. I think one thing. Like at first, I was like, "Yo, this main character, like Kenya." And this was before I realized that he was writing the show, but I didn't even, like the first episode, I didn't know that this was him just like acting as himself. Mm. I was like, yo, this dude, he's just like, not, I can't get behind him. And we talked about this before and I was like, like this dude, like he just, he, he's so whiny. <laughs> and not like whiny, but he like, he actually whines throughout the whole first episode. Um, and it's, and it, what, what sucks about it is it's like what he's whining about is the quote unquote struggle, right? But he's doing it, but he's whining about it in a way that's just completely detached and foreign to me. And it was kind of, I feel like they were, well, I think uh, they started talking about his chain, right? In the, in the first episode, and then it kind of resolves it or kind of sort of in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just so weird. And it was kind of, he was talking about how his chain was like weighing him down and was like a struggle for him. And it sounded so contrived and it was almost like, it sounded like how when privileged people try to talk about how their privilege is really a disadvantage. That's because, what like, because I haven't gone through a, a because I haven't gone through a struggle. I've always had food. I'm resilient, like you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the fortitude. Yeah, of a, of a working class black woman. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's uh, and and also it's, I mean, it's just always weird because I to me because he says dude a lot, like 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 in referencing his wife and everyone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but no, and and that's just like a weird thing. It's like like even if you say it, sometimes like, dude, I mean, I can't believe you know this thing costs as much or this thing happened, but it's like to everybody. Uh, and he just says it a lot, and that's 
I don't know if that's just a little thing you pick up on. But it's just like, he says it, like, dude, dude, dude. And like, to his wife, his daughters, just everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't notice that. I mean, I kind of, well, how I explained that to myself was that, you know, it's not really black AF to say dude all the time. But I mean, he's clearly like, when you are of a certain socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. you bump shoulders with different kinds of people. Um, I don't know what kind of education Kenyon Bears has, but I mean, he's, I mean, definitely his experiences, he's probably come up, you know, spent time with a lot of people who say dude. I know, I know black people, I do know black people who say dude a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why that didn't really rub me the wrong way. But I guess since there was really, to me, there was nothing redeeming about episode one. So I can get what that would get under your skin. Yeah, the uh, and I say he started. Uh, I mean, I feel like it started getting the pieces to slightly lay lay like a foundation uh, of you know of some pieces because uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember too if this was episode one or two or it might have it might have tied into both of them. But starting off, he was talking about like living living life as a black person through the white gaze and how uh, gay G A Z. And how, uh, and I think that's even how, I think he even said that too. I think he was like the white gaze. And so, you know, I think someone was like. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, G-A-Z-E. And and also just a a little point, like that made me laugh, uh, especially because I remember, uh, you know, of course, like, like working, working in, in the realm of diversity, inclusion, social justice, equity. Like, I remember I was doing a, I was doing a presentation to a group of, to a group of people and I and I did the same thing, and I was saying, you know, living through the white gaze, uh, and then and I actually spelled it out, and I was like, through the white gaze, G A Z E, as I was talking, and I, I legit had to, because I'm like, I don't know if it's if it's just because you know sometimes I have a somewhat country accent or things like that, but I'm like, it really sounds like I'm saying something else, and I and I want to make sure like when I, when I'm when I'm critiquing the white gaze, I don't want people to think <laughs> that I am critiquing white people of the LGBTQ community, like, you know, in that sense. So, but anyway, it made me laugh because I was like, I did that same exact thing. I had, to, I was talking about the white gaze and had to like spell it out to be like, to make sure we're all on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so, but with that, like it laid the foundation because, or it was laying the foundation because I'm like, yo, like, that's a real thing like that's how I feel. and and it can get so deep because you're like you know as I'm like trying to live my life not worried about the white gaze um with that I'm still worried about it because if it's affecting the way I think you know like if I'm saying I want to like uh one thing like let's say if I'm at a restaurant and I'm like oh yeah I'm not gonna order uh you know, like how sometimes we use a stereotype. It's like, we've got all these things and they've got chicken, they've got the fish, they've got, you know, whatever. And maybe part of me is like, you know what? I'm not going to order the chicken because that's like a stereotypical thing. And I don't want, you know, people who are, you know, people who are, who are white or anything to, to have this stereotype about me. And I'm worried about that. And mm-hmm. in reality, maybe, you know, maybe they're not. So it's like, so one way, you know, that's living through the white gaze because that's, that's affecting the choices you make. But then even then I'm like, it does go deep because you're like, if you're thinking about it, but then you're saying, I'm going to do what I want to because I don't want to live through the gaze, then it's still affecting the choices you make because you're thinking about it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. So, but anyway, I was like, 
with that, I was like, that's laying a foundation. That's deep. Uh, because I think he was talking about what the chain and the appearance he has to keep up with and and uh, and a number of those things being like, you know, people assume I'm going to do this or sometimes they think this and I have to do this to prove them wrong or I have to do this, which feels good to me. And but it proves them right. I'm like, yeah. that's deep. And then I don't know if it really went any further, you know, with that. Yeah. But I was like, that was a good start. <laughs> yeah, because it, it seemed like there would be. I think how I would best describe the show is it seems like Black AF is like the draft of a show that you that somebody came up with by themselves before having somebody come in and edit it and help them fill in the gaps. Because like when you're making a show by yourself, like you get the jokes that you're trying to make. And so you might not, you might not have enough setup or enough build up for it for somebody who is completely in a different frame of mind, who somebody who somebody else who's outside of your mind which is everybody yeah. to be able to understand and it kind of seems like to me that it's so it was like i feel like black af is the show that black ish was before other editors and another team got with it because I, as i learned more about it <clears throat> Well, about Kenya was like, I mean, really, Black AF and Blackish could, could you could say are pretty much the same show mm-hmm. because, like, the family in Blackish is based off of Kenya Barris's real family, mm-hmm. and even the wife, like, because her name, like, his, yeah, well, well, ex wife is Dr. Rainbow, and I was like. Yeah. Oh, so he went all in with he went all in with uh with with that character anyway. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I guess Black AF was his like opportunity to like you know what it's gonna be all me in this one. Mm-hmm. I'll be up in this one actually. Yeah. And yeah. So like because you you can see the, the the clear similarities between him and Andre's jobs like they work job I mean he works in marketing but the. <clears throat> the office where he interacts with his coworkers is the exact same in black AF. Mm-hmm. It's in that, uh, that conference room, glass, glass windows, yeah. uh, whiteboard or television or whatever. And they, the, he goes to, he goes to his team whenever he has some issue or he like fields the question of the day or of the episode to, to his uh, coworkers or I guess in, and Black AF is his employees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely is um, it. Yeah, because he's definitely and I and I like it. It's like, yo, this is this is the this is the real me. Like I'm the boss in this in this book. And in, in, in this show. Um so I like what you said about how like relatable he was about to become with the struggle of living under the white G A Z E Gates, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but to me it didn't. He, he didn't quite hit it. It fell off, and to me it was like, to, to me it sounded like what I said earlier about he was just. It was a rich guy complaining about how his richness was was a weight that he had to carry, and it it it, it just it didn't hit. And I really, some, so one other thing 
that I didn't like. And I just, I didn't understand it. Cause I'm like, yo, Kenya Barris, he created this show and he wrote this show. So he wrote this in here too. I was like, why would he say this by himself? It was like, because even though it wasn't him in the show that said it, it was his daughter. It was the, the daughter that's, sh- that's, that's shooting the mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> who I'll get into more later. Okay, well, I'll just say it now. Uh, initially, Kenya, in, in episode one, Kenya himself was my least favorite character. I couldn't stand how whiny he was. I couldn't stand how reverse oppressed he was. I put that in air quotes, listeners. Um, I didn't like him. He was just very whiny. I just, he all like le- legit. If you watch the show, he's like whining all the time, um, throughout constantly. He, he even whines to his kids. Yeah, to his kids, about his kids, to his wife, about his wife. Terribly. Oh my god. Ugh. He's got a high voice in general, but when he whines, it goes like two octaves higher and I can't take it. Um, but then as the show went on for like, so in episode one, didn't like Kenya at all. But then episode two on, I had a new character that I just hate and I still don't like this character. It is the daughter that is shooting the mockumentary. I cannot stand her. And from a writing perspective, I get what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be the, the audience's, what they call the audience's proxy. So she's supposed to represent, she's supposed to be like the normal person watching all the craziness around her and reacting to it like a normal person would. And like, if Black Black AF is Blackish meets The Office, she is the gym of Black AF. She's supposed to be the gym. Only thing about Jim is Jim is nice, Jim is likable, and Jim is funny. She is none of those things. She's mean. She's self-centered. I think she's very, she's manipulative. She's very condescending and patronizing. And then, which is not, and, I'm, and I feel like probably if I would have written this show too, I probably would have written her in, in a very mean way too. Like I was just watching, because I'm a nerd, I was watching this video about how Toy Story was made and the, and the original, the original storyline of Toy Story, like uh, Woody was a horrible character. Woody was actually the villain in the original Toy Story. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah, Woody was the villain in the original Toy Story. Um, but then Disney came back to Pixar and they were like, yeah, this is terrifying. <laughs> and you have one more shot. <laughs> right. And then they came with the magic that is that is the Woody that was, you know, flawed, but not evil, you know. But mm. she seems like a mean person. And, as, and it's like, as the, as, since she's the creator of the mockumentary, it's like I'm. I have to. She has the most screen time. I, I, I maybe after after Kenya, she has the most screen time, and I don't like her at all. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say some something that came to my mind earlier. I was like, like, is he trying to Tyler Perry this show? And the reason I say Tyler Perry is because I'm like, like you know, we know Kenya Bears is a is a great writer of you know of shows, uh, and so I'm like. So is he trying to is he trying to write, direct, and act in you know like in in the show you know like like how Tyler Perry does everything you know uh, so I'm like is he trying to do that because because I mean I think that goes that goes to the piece of what you were mentioning how it sort of feels like okay this came from Kenya Burris's mind and if you had some other people that were like I don't know co-writers or something something they could be like oh this is where a gap might be or this is where you can do that but if it's coming just you know straight straight from you you're not really, you know, picking that up. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. so maybe that's what he's doing. He's like writing, writing, directing, uh, acting, you know, this and that. 
And yeah, I, I had this conversation uh, a little bit earlier uh, with Julie. Uh, uh, listeners out there, Julie's my wife. Uh, <laughs> but I had, uh, I had this conversation with her. And partly she was saying this as well. She's like, you know what? It's hard watching a show because I don't really know who to who to like. Or, well, she didn't say I don't know who to like. She said there's not a person that I particularly like a lot because you know how there's generally every you know usually every show there's there can be these characters of like yeah maybe this person's mean or this person's dead <clears throat> and of everybody this is the one I like the most and you know we can we can rock with that. Mm-hmm. She was she was saying that as well. She's like there's really no one you know I you know she was like you know not him she's like even uh like his wife their mom is sort of like oversleeping like everybody's getting up going to school and she's like just waking up and just like I mean you know in in the sense of you don't know what's going on in your kids lives and they're like you know he doesn't she doesn't uh the kids are all just sort of I don't know everywhere <laughs> like like the the yeah, one shooting. No semblance of like family unity in yeah the, in, in this and you know what if that's his life then that's it but <laughs> it's like you gotta make it funny though because mm-hmm. and i hate like this is a show the the man with the main cast is all white people but it's something that i they have a they share a similarity between but with, with black af and it's it's always sunny in philadelphia so like i don't know if you've ever seen it but it's always sunny in philadelphia is a show about a group of friends and they are all jerks they are not nice people they're not even really nice to each other but they can get along they stick together for some reason at the end of the day and the shenanigans that ensue are hilarious and i think that's what they, they, they find a way to make it work and they do just have that charm like especially like the uh one the one character i don't i don't know any of the names because i haven't watched it in a long time but like one of the main characters like he's he's like the quote he's the smart the, the smart one of the bunch but he they're all idiots so he's just like the smartest idiot and he's very he, he's the, he's also the most handsome one of the bunch and that's kind of like his shtick um, the other one is kind of, and the other one, uh, what's his name? The short guy. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know the names, but he's just like an idiot. And so they play off that and it's funny, but whereas, and I guess that's their redeeming quality is that they're hilarious and dumb. And even when they try to do mean things to each other, they're so dumb at it that it often backfires mm-hmm. and they don't really learn a lesson, <laughs> but they don't, they, they continue to be friends. But with Black AF, it's like, I was like, okay, this could be interesting. You know, they're a bunch of rich, black, not so nice people, but then I'm waiting for whatever their redeeming quality is, you know? Because mm-hmm. like in The Office, Michael is not the greatest boss, but he is an amazing salesman. He's the best salesman in the show, other than this one other guy. Uh, who's not even in the show that much. And he is funny and kind of cute and sympathetic in a dopey way. And even Dwight, like he's funny and he gets, like he's a really, he could he could have been written as a very harsh, horrible person, but he's just so easily duped by, by Jim that, you know, you, 
you you like him. Yeah. You need to root for him at like in, in his in his relationship. Like you you want to you want to see him lose when he's going up against like um, Jim, who's the main character, hero, quote unquote, of the show. But then when he's you want to see him win his love life uh, with with Angela. <clears throat> Clearly, I watched the offices, the office more because I know the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was like, I've, uh, like, I mean, I, I've watched it some, and and I enjoy it, uh, but I haven't like really, you know, really, really. Uh, oh, I love the office. Yeah, that's why. That's why, as you were going through so many of the names, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know Michael, I know Jim, I know Dwight, and then some of the other ones, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, but I mean, yeah, the show was hilarious, and and but no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so you have these dopey, flawed people, but you then you have to give them some sort of redeeming character. I'm like, yo, they're like, but they're jerks all the time. Like, King is a jerk to his his assistant. Oh, and oh, that episode one, that's really what made me not like him, because I'm like, yeah, I know you're rich, mm-hmm. but why are you a jerk? Why are you a jerk to your to your assistant? And why don't you pay him? Like, you balling yeah. out here? Why don't you pay him? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the part that's really like. Yeah, what? Because <laughs> it's like, okay, like, you can, like, maybe make a joke, like, oh, you know, this would be great if you paid me enough to do this or something. It's like, ha, ha, ha. But then he's constantly like, yeah, I haven't eaten in a day or two. Or, yeah, I haven't been paid. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> It's like it's not even sort of the thing of oh man I don't make a bunch of money working with you you think I make more and some joke is it really especially in these times it just sort of sounds like oh wow you're not making any money oh that's sort of you know this mm-hmm. the way you're treating him that's horrible yeah. but, but yeah oh and the, the thing I was so my original point about his daughter when I was saying that I, even though like I know this came from Kenya's mind even though she was the one that said this. I didn't get why he said, why she described Kenya as a one-trick pony because he was like, she, you know, he wrote, he wrote blackish, he wrote mixedish, he wrote <clears throat> grownish and girlship and some other stuff. Um, and it's all about black people, black people, black people. And she said, and, and, and because of that, he's a one-trick pony. I resented that. And I was like, why would she say that about him? Because one, like even even in the show itself, they kind of I feel like disproved the fact that he's a one trick pony, because um, they were he there was a one point in the show where he was um, bumping into other writers and producers of other shows, and they would like list off all the stuff that they had that they were responsible for, and there was another writer that came up and they listed like all the stuff that he produced, right? And she was mm-hmm. like, you know, basically not a one trick pony, like okay, she, he's not a one trick pony like my dad. Well, all the shows that he produced was about white people. And I was like, seems like he is. Yeah, yeah. Why is he a one-trick pony? Because he, because he creates content about black people and affirming the black and affirming the black experience. I didn't like that. I was like, bro, is that what you think about yourself? I was confused. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, I, I guess what she was trying to hit on was like, because they, they all have, and, and even this, even this is not true because there are other pieces but but trying to say like they all have something to do with race like they all they're all like about race or whatever uh which even then i'm like i mean i could see if you're saying maybe blackish grownish mixedish like that's all like they all have you know those those sort of tie-ins about like this is how it is to be uh you know to be this race in america 
uh, and it's like maybe you know from blackish's family dynamic is different than mixedish family dynamic, and then you got brownish like students in college, you know. Uh, so I could sort of see that, but then yeah, you throw in like I mean, girls trip. I mean, it was you know it was it was a black cast, but the revolving thing of like how we're living and life and stuff, it wasn't it wasn't so much rooted in like race and oppression and stuff like that. So that was, I mean, to me, that was different. It was a pretty uh, universal story. It's just like getting old, getting like uh, drifting apart from your friends, coming back together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, even like, uh, well, yeah, I don't even think they, they mentioned this one, but he's, but, but he, he wrote, or I, I guess I can say wrote, maybe it's finished. I don't know. Uh, but, but coming to America too, like the new one that's about to come out, uh so he's you know so he either he straight up wrote it or is a writer for it you know but but either way and and i could imagine like like sure that's gonna do some race things but it's like if it's anything like original there's like so much more going on than just because i'm black you know yeah um, what's the about it was a love story primarily yeah 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 so and did, did, uh, did he have something to do with uh night school night school he might have. Uh, I yeah, that I don't know. But I mean, I could see that, you know. So, uh, but but yeah. So I'm not not exactly sure why she said one trick pony. Like like I mean, only if you're trying to say like just the just some of the TV shows because you know like blackish, mixedish, grownish, and black AF. Like I could see them all being like similar with you know some pieces one has, another one doesn't or does, you know. So. But uh, but yeah, I don't quite get the the one trick. Um, there was what was it? there was another thing too, uh, and I think I think the family dynamic overall is it is it is something because everybody is a little like a little odd in a way. Like like we already mentioned, like uh, Kenya and uh, and his wife on the show, uh, the daughter who's doing the mockumentary. Yeah, just like I just don't really know much about her. I feel like aside from those things, like she seems a little mean, this and that, but she doesn't. Uh, it's almost like like what does she do for fun, this and that, and and I mean I guess they joke about it because they you know uh, I feel like one of the daughters has joked a couple of times like you don't have friends, you're gonna die alone, like stuff like that, which you know, <laughs> yeah. which I guess you know it is depending how you say it. So like haha, funny, but then you know it's like that sounds a little dark and morbid, but uh, you know, but. And then, you know, there's there's one daughter everybody's like afraid of. They're like, we don't even want to talk to her. Yeah, and like then, daughter from Blackish, but not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then of course there's the I believe she's the oldest daughter because I think the mockumentary daughter is like the middle, yeah, uh, like middle daughter. Uh, and then the oldest daughter who is uh, like for real, like the first episode or two, maybe three. I was like. All I could really say about her was, oh, yeah, that's the one that had purple hair or blue hair or yeah, whatever. She the one in college with the purple hair. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't much else there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, like the sons, they're, I feel like they just exist because they're, like, like they're, they're little. Like, there's, well, there's one who's, like, little. I just forget he even exists, I think, because he's, like, the youngest. And then I think, what, there's one who's always uh, – I can't even think of the other. There's one who I think is always sort of gullible. He's like, "Oh no, this person died" or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then, um, yeah, it's the, the youngest one, the youngest son. He's the the youngest child 
he lies a lot. Okay. And then the brother who's older than him, he's the gullible one and believes his lies. Mm-hmm. And he's also very, very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, yeah, I feel like there's one we're forgetting. Because I think there's six kids in all, right? Three girls, three boys. But but anyway, that's how it is. That's how it is. Like you see that how you had to do right then and be like, <laughs> is there? Like that's how I feel. I was like, like there's a third one there, but it's just like, what do they even do? Do they even count? And it's like, but like I, said, I think there are six kids, but I just don't remember anything about one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, their family dynamic is weird. I think one thing that I thought was going to be cool was, and and I thought it was going to be maybe like the redeeming factor of the show or of the characters was even though they're jerks the husband and wife i thought kenya and i'm just gonna say rashida because <laughs> i don't know her name oh, wait wait i don't know um so yeah kenya and rashida well when they because they, they went out to eat with some friends of theirs who were having to be white and she was talking about uh, like her description of her she's like she's like the worst kind of white liberal and i was like okay you know i i engage with these uh problematic white liberals you know attending a uh historically white university you know well-intentioned still completely unaware of the microaggressions they just rattle off like a gatling gun um (laughs) and so i was like okay and i and so basically in that scene they kenya and rashida kind of just sync up instead of you know going at each other which they do most of the time they like join forces and kind of start passive aggressive passive aggressively calling them out on on um on their bull mm-hmm. and i thought it, and i thought they should have like i mean i feel like when people say jacked up stuff they need to be called out on it and i thought that's that was going to be like the saving force but that only happened once they for the rest of the show they just say horrible things about each other it seems it seems like everybody in the show every no well, every member of the family either is completely apathetic about everybody else or is actively rooting for somebody else's downfall and i don't and i i i don't like that and it's like i mean we pretty much only have talked about maybe the first one or two episodes yeah. yeah, I do want to kind of shift a little bit just because someone told me, I was like, okay, let me make it to, I was saying to myself, let me make it to episode four. Let me make it to episode four because I heard that in the second half of the show, it gets like way, it, it changes, it shifts, it gets way better, right? And so that's why I continue watching after episode one, feeling so let down, so hurt. But actually, I was pleasantly surprised because for me, the latter half of just episode two, was better and redeeming. Unfortunately, I can't remember the specifics. I just remember feeling like, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can, I can get with this. Yeah. And, uh, I think episode, that, was, that was the one where they were at the, uh, they were like at the club or some concert or whatever. Was it? Yeah. Was that reason? Yeah. yeah. And I think it was just because he kind of had, I think that was when Kenya and Rashida went to this, went to this concert. One, it was funny to see Rashida dancing, trying to dance. And then I guess the conversation that he ended up having with that oldest daughter there, I was like, okay, finally, you know, 
you know, you know, you want something different, but then you also you want the the classic family. Uh, what is it? Makeups. Yeah. <laughs> and his daughter, because like they had a they had an argument at the at the at the the concert, and then she came back. And I was like, yeah, well, this is actually she kind of opened up. They actually both opened up to one another. So that was that was pretty cool. And so, although it, like I think oof, episode one was just bad, 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 bad. I feel like the rest of the first half of the season, they still miss a lot of things. They still miss fire. I still hate the middle daughter. Hate her. I hate her character. I hate everything she stands for. Um, <laughs> because like some and some of the episodes should just come off already judging the dad. And it's like, did we miss a scene where he did something horrible that we're also supposed to be judging him for? Because it seems like you're just popping off. You know, yeah. it seems like they they were writing the show uh, thinking that the uh, me that the audience was going to be on the same page as her. Well, really, I'm I'm like, why are you going in on your dad like this? Yeah. I also, and I, maybe it's because I'm a dad now, but I think it's really she is a jerk. Yeah. No. No. And but but yeah, I yeah with episode two, like it was yeah it was it was some funny stuff going on. And to the point you were saying, it it does do that thing of, I feel like, you know, that overall message was, well, well, I guess first they they hit you with the, you know, I don't think like none of us would be okay with being like, oh, I'm at this concert. I see my kid here. My kid is high. Oh, well, I can't even really talk to him about it because I'm high myself. Like, you know, that's sort of like a, a weird thing. And it's like, I don't think like we wouldn't yeah. be in that situation. But I like the overall sort of message because, in, you know, in the end, yeah, he was like, "It's a conflict." It's a yeah, and and, and even then, I think the over, yeah, the overall message he was sort of saying like, you know, if you do things in life, like it's okay for you to mess up. Like I, I just want you to be able to tell me that you're doing something or whatever. Like, I, you know, I don't want you to have a fear of uh, I can't even talk to my dad about this. Uh, you know, I still want you to know that no matter how bad you mess up or anything like that, you can still come to me you know, who knows? Yeah, I'll still be upset, this and that, but you know what? I'm going to still wrap you in loving arms. Like, that's what that, that overall message. And I'm like, yes, that's great. But then, yeah, it's a weird way. It's like, like we're both high at the concert and like, you know, your mess up this time was like, you were here high. Uh, and I was too. And I'm not even going to really acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that, man, you know, so that's, that's <laughs> But but I'll say like it yeah it started getting better. Uh, I and I, I just keep jumping back between this and Blackish and, and some of the things I compare. But I'll say like when Blackish first started, I was not a fan of Blackish. Uh, yeah, know, the first few episodes I didn't really like either. Yeah, and so I think it might have been the third episode of the first season. Uh, but it was whatever the episode was where, where they were talking about spanking. Uh, and so that like when that episode happened i was like yo this show is great because you know it was all those things of conflict of like you know in this modern era like you know would i spank my kid like i grew up getting spankings and i feel like that was fine but i know better now you know all this type of stuff and mm -hmm. so i'm like yo that's a real thing and they did it in a funny way you learned a lesson even put a little historical context to it like yo this show is great and then from there you know loved it so, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen in this one. Like, it's getting a little better. I'm watching, uh, 
And honestly, I, I remember I told you at the beginning, I was like, I, I watched four episodes. Now that I think back, I think I still have like 12 minutes left in episode four. So, <laughs> so, so when I think back, cause I was like, that's right. I didn't finish the episode today. So, but, <laughs> but the reason I mentioned that though, is because episode four, I'm really enjoying that one. And that's having, you know, I don't know how the rest is going to look. Cause I, you know, I haven't finished it. Uh, or how the rest of even the season What's is going on in episode four? I forgot. Uh, so that's the one where he he's he's talking about being well being a black father, and he ends up being a, the volunteer coach for his kids' like baseball team. Uh, and he has you know he has all those things. He's like I just yeah yeah he's talking about like it's so hard being a black dad because you know we get uh, you know we just get like like not even acknowledged because they're like black dads aren't there. This and that, but then there's that other dynamic because there was a mom. Uh, I think it, it might have been. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I forgot her name, but she played in the office as well. Uh, the one. Yeah, that was Angela. She's Angela in the office. I don't know her name in this show though. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I, I feel like I remember she was saying something along the lines of, you know, no, I completely disagree because you know, as a mom, I do all this stuff at work, then I go home, and then I still have to do stuff home with the kids. And so, and that's just expected of me, but she's like, but my, you know, my husband, he takes the kids out uh, to the park, just walking down the street and everybody's like, oh, you're the best dad in the world. You're amazing. You know, and that's a real thing. Like as a father, I know I have experienced that, you know, where it's like, I'm doing the simplest thing with my kid. We're just, we're just holding hands, walking down the sidewalk. And I know people are like, look at that black dad, look at that love it you know and i'm just you know whereas like you know normal things are i mean i was like like uh me and my wife we do a good job of uh you know parenting together so i'm just not expecting her to do everything and and vice versa mm -hmm. um but even then you know the things that she does if she's walking down the street with him or anything it's just like i mean you know yeah that's a mom and her kid they're supposed to do that you know like that's the feeling society gives uh so i mentioned that because this episode was hitting on that and then part of the message that he was saying here, he was like, you know, I just don't want to be like my dad. It's like, he's like, my dad was great. He worked so hard. He provided for us all the time. But because of him working and providing, allowing us to have the things, he was actually never there himself uh, because he was always working to make sure we were good. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, that's a, that's a real sort of, you know, intersection there of what we sometimes you know what we think it is to be a man to be man you know in our manhood and our fatherhood making sure we provide for the family uh but also that balance of i mean you want to make sure your family is good but you want to be very present yourself you know uh to to know the kids birthdays and to which which is such a simple thing but know your kids birthdays and like he doesn't know anybody's birthday in this show yeah. uh, but yeah, but that's but that's something I'll say. Like I'm liking this episode, and I'm hoping from here it's gonna go on that sort of trajectory. That I'm like, okay, I really, really rock with this. Yeah, I think the last point I'll make is that one of my main issues. I feel like I wish they would do better with the social commentary that they're trying to make, mm -hmm. or the lesson that they're trying to teach. Because a lot of times, when they present some historical background, or they talk about the legacy of racism in America. At first, I was upset because, like, the a lot of times the the daughter will either, well, the daughter. So the daughter doing the documentary, 
or Kenya will just straight up go off and explain it just straight up like a lesson, like a quick, a quick lesson, right? And then at first I was like, man, why are they giving me, why, why are they saying it? Why, why, why are they doing it in a more creative way? But then I remember, I was like, wait, a lot of times in Blackish, they will just straight up give an explanation too. But for some reason it works. It doesn't feel like a lesson. And I think this is because I enjoy Blackish. Blackish is an enjoyable show. And it's like, if I'm watching, well, when you interject that in a show that I'm not enjoying, it seems really tedious and boring and like a lecture. Um, so I wish, I, I guess maybe if the show was funny, I would like that. But also when they're have when they're, when the characters themselves are talking about the issues, going back and forth about why it's an issue or why it's not, why, why it's such a big deal. At first I was like, okay, this is cool because it seems like, you know, you and I, we're, we have advanced degrees. We hang out with a bunch of people who have advanced degrees. We have high level conversations about this. But we also have family members who experience these same issues, uh, can recognize those issues and they have conversations about it at a different level with different terminology. Um, and I feel, and, and for a second, it was like, oh, he just, this is, he is giving the just, the lay brother explanation for this, for, for these societal realities. And I was with it for a second. And even until it was like, one, unhelpful, and then a bit, a second, even harmful. And I would say harmful, like, like he, he, he started talking about epigenetics, or he mentioned epigenetics. <clears throat> and his explanation, I was like, I could hear somebody saying that, but I was like, I feel like it's dangerous to put that type of explanation in the show, because like one of my, my sisters, we were watching, we were talking about it in our text, text thread, and one of my sisters like, she was like upset, and she was like, man, that epigenetics stuff sounds like total crap. Like, how are you just going to say that, you know, basically black people are just genetically predisposed to what, liking fried, like, liking fried chicken and watermelon It's in my genes. Like, I have no choice over Western. And I was like, no, that's not what epigenetics is. And I feel like now she's like poisoned to the very, uh, to the whole idea of the impact that, that um, epigenetics can potentially have. And it's like, he, he, that's what he's, he basically said, like, epigenetics is why. I mean, that, that might have been like part of his explanation of why black people like to wear flashy clothes. Oh yeah. Which is not how epigenetics impacts your DNA. And like, I don't know a lot about it, but I do remember in my introductory, introduction to human development course that everybody has to take if you're gonna be a social worker. Um, learning about the epigenetic system. And it was pretty fascinating because it's like, okay, you have DNA, you get your DNA from the mama, you get your DNA from the dad, you got genes, that's what make up your DNA and who you are physically and sometimes even mentally uh, <clears throat> and emotionally. He said, but your epigenetic system is the system that decides which genes will manifest and they can be impacted. Like your epigenetic system is at work while you are in utero. Um, and so if your mother, and one thing that will really, really, uh, uh, one hormone that can really, has a lot of impact and sway on the epigenetic system is cortisol, which is the, the, the stress hormone, quote unquote. So that's what puts you in, in like uh, fight, 
flight or freeze is the is, is yes adrenaline but it's also cortisol and if you are under a lot of stress which if you are a person of covenant living in racist America or racist society then you are under more stress um, and so that cortisol is, is in your it's in your body it's in it's in your womb and it's affecting the genes um, that that manifest and I and I, so like you're if you're stressed while you're pregnant, then um, your child is more likely to be super, super sensitive to the, the cortisol <clears throat> chemicals that um, are in their body when they are dealing with stress. So they might, it might it'll have a, the cortisol will have a stronger adverse effect on them. And so that's what epigenetics is, but that's not how he explained it. And that's not how I would expect just a lay person who's a, who's a Hollywood writer to explain it. But I feel like they could have done a better way with it than making it sound stupid. Because if you say so, if you take something real and then come up with and then explain it in a stupid way, then somebody could just completely write that off and not consider it anymore. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a show like shows like Blackish and Black AF, I was like, yeah, it's entertainment. Um, but it's also, you know, it's got, it's content with a purpose. Mm. And if your purpose is to make people aware of the struggle so that hopefully we either live open, like just, just to be a more open-minded person, you should open their minds and not actually close. It. I feel like that actually closed people's minds like it did my sister in that case to, to that very real reality. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like they just need to do better with the concept because that that that's a, that's one example that I remember. But they do, I feel like they do that a lot. Yeah, it, I just want better. I want better. Yeah, yeah no, it, it it makes me think. Uh, the so the the amount of control that say he has over the show, like j just because I mean my assumption is, I think, I mean my my guess is yeah with with ABC you would have less, like, you would have less control. I mean, that's the whole big network show and everything. Uh, I mean, my, my guess would be there's probably a lot of hands at play there. But even there, I feel like he has a lot of, I guess in the end, he still has a lot of control. And the, and like I said, the assumption here is, like, when you have a show coming on Netflix, you have way more control than, like, AC or a big network. That's just my assumption. Yeah. And so... And so I do wonder then how much control does he have then? Because I'm like either yeah either this is how he how he thinks, or it's sort of being like well, yeah do this, but you know you're gonna have to make sure that you, uh you know you explain it like this or you or you do this because because uh, because even in general I think something as, and I mean yeah I think it's like people of color as we are like whether you are say. Uh, an intellectual, uh, you know, a scholar, this and that, you're a professor, uh, you're a writer like Kenya Bar Barris or, you know, any of those things. I feel like there's always this expectation of, uh, of, the, of the person of color to be able to, to explain it, whatever the concept is, to quote unquote the, the lay person as well. Like, uh, and I feel like that, and, and I think that's where, you know, some of that comes from because I don't know, even just the concept of, I don't know, I think of uh, 
what is his name? Is it Stephen Hawking? The uh, is, isn't that the guy who's he's he's in the wheelchair and he's like this genius and all about like the universe and stuff like that. Like when he talks about the universe and things like that, I mean he he just does it. Like either you understand it or you're like or you pretend to, or <laughs> you know, or you just go like like he's going to do it using whatever you know, uh, just how he does it. But then I think uh, some of the the people that we're like, oh, like this is who I get down with. If they are somewhat, you know, someone who say a black scholar or, um, and this is just, you know, mentioning scholars, but I mean, in reality, you think of like people who are doing shows and things like that as well. Uh, sometimes I, I feel like, I don't know if it's Hollywood tells them or just that's the thought process of like, oh, if you're, if you're over here, you can explain, you know, uh, structural racism and inequalities or even just things, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of genetics, as, as we mentioned there, uh, I mean, you can't just do it. I mean, you got to be able to explain it in a way where like, you know, where this random dude can understand it. And so, yeah, I know that the larger concept is... Or just not. Yeah, or just not. Because <laughs> like on a normal basis, I wouldn't bring up epigenetics mm -hmm. as like, one of the manifestations of oppression um, because I don't have a strong grasp on it. The mm -hmm. only reason I tried just now is because they did such a bad job. And I felt like I could do better. But on a normal basis, I'm not talking about epigenetics. I can yeah. barely, I just halfway described it just now. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, you do a good job or you talk about something else. Yeah, but no, and, and I feel like that's, you know, but but the other feeling is they're like, yeah, you got to make it where, you know, a random whoever person can, you know, can understand it. So, yeah, and that's how you get from, as you mentioned, epigenetics being this is how things are coded in your DNA, which can then, which stem from traumas and things that maybe your parents, your great, great grandparents and so forth passed mm -hmm. through and how it's going to affect you today. That's how you get from that being like, wow, that's deep and I get it. And it's a little, you know, maybe it's higher level to, nah, man, you know, I mean, because of being oppressed, black people, we got to shine. We got to let everybody know we got it. And I'm like, you know, that's how you get from. Yeah, and I, and I can see here that that, that whole um, image and apparel thing being like passed down culturally, but not genetically, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get from that to, yeah, I got to have, you know, I got to rock J's or else. Yeah, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, yeah. What? So, um, I mean, clearly, you and I—we're both um, still getting through, and we're going to get through. Yeah. <laughs> the, this first season, um, I feel like a lot. I, I heard like that a lot of people have completely written it off. Some people say it's not black enough. Some people say it's too rich. Some people say it's too light skinned Which, first of all, I think it's stupid and rude because I'm like, bro, I'm like. Blackish is about his his life, and Black AF is about his life, and he's got light skinned kids. Like his his wife, his his real life wife, it even doesn't. I don't think she's black. Isn't she like she's she's uh, Latina? I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I well well to my understanding biracial, but yeah, but it could be you know. Regardless, his yeah, family yeah. is light skinned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his family yeah. is light skinned. This is his family. He's putting. He's made a show about his life. They're light skinned. Also, white skinned black people are still black. Yeah. yeah. Black. Keyword. And light skinned black person 
this black person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're asking me. Uh, yeah. So I think I don't think that's a good. I don't I don't think we should completely run it off. Also, I say in general, we got. I think we just have to do better with accepting and and staying committed to black business and black work. Um, like if there is a black restaurant, I heard somebody say this and I was like, you know what, that's true. Someone's like, yo, if there's a black restaurant, you go there and it's not good service or it's kind of dirty or whatever. A lot of times people will be like, black people going there trying to call themselves, trying to support, be like, I see, that's why, that's why I don't, that's why I don't be supporting us, man, because we don't know how to do nothing. It's like, no, you need to like go to that person, rock with them. It's like, look, man, I am, I want to support you, but look, bro, you got to do better than this. Like, let, let people know. And I feel like I, I am, I, I feel like things can get better. Like, uh, shows get better. Like the office in the beginning was a hard show to watch. And the first season, those first six episodes were rough, mm-hmm. but then they got, they got better. Same thing with Parks and Rec, two show, two of my favorite shows, they got better. So I think we need to be able to give ourselves the benefit not the benefit of the doubt, but just work, be able to work with people. You want stuff that's to just be, to just be amazing um, all the time. It's like, look, man, this dude, he, he clearly has the ability. He can make a popping show. He can make popping shows and popping movies. So he can do better. I think, I hope, I'm hopeful that he'll see some of the critiques, at least the critiques that actually have substance and aren't stupid, just talking about, you know, dipping into colorism and stuff and be able to make a, a funny, show that is true to expressing himself while at the same time doing a good job of addressing the issues surrounding the black experience um, and racism in America. So I'm hopeful for the show. And even if, even if this, even if this first, the rest of this season still just kind of like doesn't really hit too hard. Like the rest of these episodes have um, episodes two, three, and four. I will still watch season two because I want it to be good. And I think we, I think black people and people of color, I think our groups need to support people instead of just uh, trying to cancel people just because uh, things don't meet our high expectations. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, I think that's, that's one of the, yeah, one of the issues that exists just because one, I feel like there's this fear that there's this, finite amount of resources uh, or finite opportunities, you know, so therefore, you know, uh, there's only so many black shows. And, and so, you know, I got to cancel this one or got to this or that. Uh, or like when you make a show, it's got to be perfect and on par with this and that. And I'm like, how many like predominantly white shows that are mediocre exist? You know, it's just like, 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 we don't even think of it that way. We just see, we just, we're just like, oh, I watched the episode of this show. Yes. I didn't like it. And so I didn't watch it anymore. And so or, I changed the channel. I watched something else. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. I did. I didn't do a whole critique. And, and I mean, and, you know, but that's that, that, that whole thing of it feels like uh, if you are a black person in whatever you're doing, you're like representing the race or you're representing how many opportunities we're able to get after you. And this and that. And so I get it only from the sense of like, yes, maybe we want Kenya Bears to to succeed because we're just like, yo, that would be great. I hope you do well. Uh, you know, versus if some people are having that fear of, man, you have to do well because if you don't do well, then 
they're going to start saying, hey, we can't have, you know, like this other lecture is now not going to get an opportunity or this or that. So, you know, so like I, I hate that, like that's some people's feeling and thinking. Uh, obviously, I'm not in the, the movie or, or the TV show industry. So I don't know if some of those conversations are true, you know, truly happen like that. But, you know, that's that's part of the part of the issue there. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I just think of, there are so many mediocre shows that exist some of which like we still watch we're like eh, i watch this show i got nothing to do like i'll still watch it uh you know yeah. like some other show uh because point. yeah you know so so even with this it's like yeah i i had very high expectations going in um i mean i hope it gets better like simply because i mean for me i still find it i still find things pretty funny and i i definitely feel like it's a show that uh, like, like right now, me and Julie, we make sure, like, we spend some time, we watch it together. And so, you know, so cool. And I, I definitely feel like... Yeah, it same could, with me and Mo. We always watch it together. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to make it through this. But I was like, but I was also talking to her earlier, and I was like, I feel like this could become one of those shows where, like, instead of it being that show of, like, you know, we sit together and we watch this, it might just become the like, I'm going to watch this, but it's not like our, you know, our show, like both of us might watch it, you know, separately or whatever, like whenever, because uh, it might be, you know, because cause even like today, uh, I watched episode four or most of it, like without her, because I was like, oh, I was going to do the podcast. So I was like, let me, let me watch this. So, uh, and you know, she's like, well, you know, fine, like, I'm going to watch episode four, like later when I get a chance. And, you know, so even then, I see me, as you mentioned, I see me watching it as well. It might just become a show where I'm like, like I watch it by myself, just like whenever, maybe I'm watching an episode as I'm laying in the bed about to go to sleep, uh, you know, but, but either way, I'm like, I'm not going to give up on it. And not because I feel like if I don't support Kenya Barris, then that means other black writers and actors and actresses won't get opportunities. I'm just like, this seems like a like a somewhat funny show to me like it's not hilarious but i'm like i've watched i've watched worse <laughs> i have i have watched full seasons of much worse so i'm like yeah, and right. i feel like i feel like you're kind of getting on this but someone was saying that uh, i've heard people say this before and that's like you know when can i said black people will really we will really have made it when a black person can be mediocre mm-hmm because unless a black person is Beyonce, Barack Obama level uh, greatness, then they're a complete failure mm-hmm. and they can't make a mistake. I mean, it is great when black people just come out and just kill it. Like, you know, with Black Panther, with uh, black director, and when Get Out was just amazing, an amazing, amazing movie. That's great. But we gotta give people the same benefit of the doubt that, that everybody as human beings like deserves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this show really has potential. One thing I want to mention: I don't have. Have you gotten to is in episode four? Does he buy a painting? Oh, that's yeah. I think so, that's episode three because that's the Juneteenth, like Juneteenth. Yeah, the black, he gets the black painting. It's like all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so, episode three. Yo, yeah. that was funny to me because like. I was like, okay, this that that was just one of those moments that showed me potential because I was vibing with that. Because I was like, yo, I would get that painting. I would hang it up and I was just like, yo, you don't get that? I'm like, bro, it's all about 
yes, it's about this. It's about this right here. Listeners, I'm holding up the black power fist. Okay. <laughs> and he was just sitting there looking at it. He couldn't, he couldn't articulate it. And a lot of times I have trouble articulating, like right now, articulating what I'm trying to say. But I'm feeling it right here. And I'm like, bro, you just got to get this. You just got to look and get it. And I was like, okay, that's funny. Okay, ha, ha, ha. Exactly. And I, I, I'll stick around. Um, and I am going to stick around for the rest of the season and probably for seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it, man. We just got to, we, we just got to, we're going to wait and see. We're going to come back again for another conversation about the rest of the, uh, about the rest of the season. So uh, same time tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, just just ending. Uh, I might be the I might be the first one to to ever say this, but uh, so I know you know like black excellence. Like we're striving for black excellence. Uh, and I feel like we're striving for black excellence. Uh, with our end Ooh, goal, we can have black mediocrity. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> with our end goal being black mediocrity. So, <laughs> like as you said, yo, be excellent, and we'll know we've made it when we can produce mediocrity and it's mediocre just, and, and it's not, okay yeah you can be mediocre because like white folks can be mediocre they have a 401k their whole livelihood is set they're good mediocre yeah. but we got what's his name well chris rock was when he said uh black folks gotta fly to get what white people just get to walk into a lot of times mm-hmm. um yeah we we gotta do better about uh yeah i just Cancel culture is stupid, but yeah, we're gonna see it. We're gonna get. We're gonna give you all our, you know, our our saved and woke opinion on the show. But yeah, that's about it for now. Shannon, I appreciate you so much. I enjoy these conversations. It seems like you enjoy them. Yes. As well. Yeah, man. Thank, thanks. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm. Uh, hey, anytime, anytime I can be on the uh, on the podcast with you is great. Uh, and like I said, I was, I was going to make sure like, cause what, when we started this conversation, I think I, I had only, when we started talking about doing this episode, I had only mm-hmm. watched like two episodes of the show. So Same. I was like, so yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna figure out somehow to get through these next two episodes. So I have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, man, we did it. Yeah. I was, it was, it's, it's, it's uh, slow going, but yo, appreciate you, man. And we will talk. Again about it soon. Ah, wasn't that fun? But for real, I really enjoyed myself having that discussion. I like talking about movies and books in a highfalutin fashion, like <laughs> like we just did. Um, but yeah, I think, I feel like maybe I'm maturing or becoming slightly more sophisticated as a consumer of media. And that before, if I didn't like something, I would just completely write it off. But now, you know what? I think I'm more patient and willing to work with the show because I, I think Black AF has a lot of, a lot of potential. Of course, it misses the mark, but I think it's got a lot of potential for the reasons I shared. Like Kenya Harris has a track record of producing great shows and movies as well. And so I believe in him. Um, I think one of the downfalls of 
Netflix, it's kind of a double-edged sword because with Netflix, you can bypass a lot of the hoops and hurdles that you have to go through when working with a network. But I think that may have worked against Black AF because I feel like just a lot of this stuff, uh, I don't want to repeat myself too much. I just feel like a lot of the mistakes could have been worked out beforehand if there had been a little more editing and a little more questioning of what was included and what was not included and what was released. But I'm hopeful. Um, I haven't watched the rest of the season just yet. I'm almost done. I think I got two episodes left at, at this point. But even if these episodes don't make up for the whole season, and I doubt they will because there's only two episodes left. And I'm six episodes in. But I still am hopeful for the reasons that I've already shared. And I hope you have found this Saved and Woke review enjoyable. And I hope that you listen and keep an eye out for part two of this review. But until then, oh, yo, I got to give you all my new socials. So I changed my Instagram handle from the old version to I am Juan to say. It's much simpler, I believe. Just I am Juan to say, all lowercase, all one word. Follow me. Shoot me a DM. Tell me what you liked about the show. Tell me um, some things you want to see. But until then, as always, keep the faith and stay woke.